Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hi there, and welcome to New Books in South Asian Studies, about an hour-long discussion with an author about her or his latest book. I'm your host, Ian Cook, and today we're talking about The Trouble with Marriage, Feminist Confront Law and Violence in India, published by the University of California Press in 2015, and is written by Shumati Basu. Shumati is a professor of gender and women's studies and anthropology at the University of Kentucky. Now, are solutions to marital problems always best solved through legal means? Or should alternative dispute resolutions be celebrated? Now, in her latest book, Shumati answers such questions and many more through explorations of lawyer-free courts and questions surrounding understandings of domestic violence, analyses of the way rape intersects with marriage and how kinship systems change with legal disputes, and by delineating the most important acts that frame marriage law in India. This book is theoretically and politically astute and offers a really unique ethnographic insight into the legal sites of marriage trouble in India. I had the pleasure of speaking with Shumati just a few moments before. Okay, so it gives me great pleasure to welcome Shumati to the show. Now, your book, which explores how feminists confront law and violence in India, has a very evocative title. It's called The Trouble with Marriage. And I think a good way in which we can dive straight into the heart of your book is to ask what you mean by this title. What is the trouble with marriage in India? Um, Hi, Ian. Um, Thanks for talking uh, to me about the book. And um, I think that the the idea of for thinking about trouble in uh, the trouble with marriage um, was to, you know, in kind of this um, old tradition in uh, anthropology of law, among other things, is to think with marriage as a sort of diagnostic um, to see what um, marital troubles kind of tell us about um, um, social problems. And so in this case, um, I was interested in looking at um, feminist legal reform, primarily reform in the 1980s, you know, partly um, partly very uh, locally uh, related to India and very much also part of um, global feminist reforms in the 1970s and 80s. Um, So these feminist reforms on marriage, you know, there's a lot of sort of action around marriage. Um, and um, I'm looking at the consequences of that, right? Or uh, what's emerged that we thought would happen, what, what good things have emerged, what unexpected things have emerged. So um, so um, when we look at this feminist reform and its concentration on marriage on, on uh, at that time, um, very heteronormative marriage, I would say, um, is that um, feminists were kind of actively involved in making sure that um, women's ability to leave marriages violent or not were um, and were, have, were better, um, were improved. Um, and 
what's happened is that they've given in rise to new ways of imagining marriage and divorce, you know, whether or not one is in marital trouble, we imagine marriage in a different way, right? So I say that they've created sort of new subjectivities around that in, you know, in these figures of counselors, judges, but also people who, um, women themselves who go to court much more than often before are sort of different. But um, I would say that while divorce has become easier over time, um, laws are also being able, are also used in ways that were unanticipated by um, within this feminist reform, right? And so the laws are also changed in the process. So um, as you read, uh, the ways in which rape law is used by parents to cut off uh, um, or to um, intervene in their children's marriage choices, or the ways in which alternate dispute resolution, which was seen as a big solution um, to the problems of law, is often used to reconcile couples to um, violent homes, right? So, um, so this, so um, I talk about this in you know this kind of law and society ha- uh, studies has um, a basic tenant that people bargain in the shadow of law, right? That law is a sort of strategy for negotiating options. So, um, um, I think I'm I'm very keen to get away from this language of whether we have a good law or a bad law. Um, or um, whether there is you, you, the, you hear the word misuse a lot, whether laws are being misused. So rather, I think laws are for use, right? Um, so very often when um, I'm teaching um, about law and society, um, we go around and think about all the sort of laws in our lives and the ways in which once it exists, it shapes you know, our, our um, sense of the world differently. So all the ways in which we go around various kinds of laws here, um, you know, marriage often seems to people be the place where laws are being misused, but really that's true of other kinds of things. So in this case, um, so um, the trouble, as I see it, is that the state seemingly following feminist governance has relied too much on women being within marriage in order to uh, lead good lives, right? And um, so as a result, it's been um, unable to uh, legislate or even imagine other forms of um, being for women. Um, and, you know, other forms such as parental inheritance or matrimonial property or the labor market, etc. So uh, you must have noticed that the book is called The Trouble with Marriage, but by the time uh, I'm at the conclusion, the conclusion is called The Trouble is Marriage. Mm -hmm. So in short, the main uh, trouble is relying on marriage, right? So instead of debating, very often when I present this, people, the debate ends up in, in... the realm of whether legal reform is an, um, is an effective feminist strategy, right? Whether we should turn to the law or not. But here I'd emphasize that um, law always lives in the world by uh, making trouble or, you know, help and or helping. But here we want to notice the trouble that our imaginations of marriage cause, right? So let me just very quickly um, read you two lines from the conclusion to... Um, to that effect, that um, I say there, marriage is more than one site of structural vulnerability captured in law. It is at the core of gender trouble. Um, so by this logic, when women are supposed to kind of legitimately deploy their sexuality in the commodity market of heterosexual marriage, um, they are seen to be set for life. Their parents need not consider them entitled to any portion of family resources. They need not engage the labor market. Um, they're to rely on the income of the husbands and affines. They need not worry about having matrimonial property because so if they're good wives, they can access the results of the, uh, the resources of the household, sorry. So, um, and 
you know, because that's what's always imagined to be at the center of things that that creates the various kinds of problems that we see. <laughs> Wonderful. That's uh, that's really set us up for the rest of the discussion. Now, I really enjoyed reading the book and it's extremely rich and it, and it covers many different areas. But before we go into the book in detail, I was wondering, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? What's your academic background and what drove your interest in this topic? So I have, um, I work in an interdisciplinary field of gender and women's studies, right? So, um, and um, as uh, befittingly, I guess, I've wandered through um, various kinds of training. So um, my bachelor's and my master's degrees are actually in English literature. I studied in India and then um, I did a master's at Purdue. And um, I think that's where I became interested both in, um, you know, it was a moment in grad school where um, there was more work in feminist theory and post-colonial theory. And I became really interested in doing something that uh, moving beyond uh, just literary texts to looking at, um, you know, sort of people's lives and their stories. And so um, I actually have an interdisciplinary PhD from Ohio State, which um, combines anthropology, 